For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. And we are moving on with our interior offensive line rankings. Today, we are doing two very interesting prospects. We ended up having two guys that have two last names. That being Cedric Van Praan from Georgia, John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. Van Praan much, much younger than Schmitz in this situation. I have to say, though, Cedric Van Praan might be one of the coolest names, one of the most underrated names in college football this upcoming season. No, it is, man. It is. He uh, he was kind of the young guy in the middle of that uh, Georgia offense, too, because they had, obviously, Jamari Sawyer, and I know Broderick Jones is going to be a junior now, but he was kind of the young guy, and I feel like he didn't get much talk during the season at all, but I was I was pretty impressed with, uh, with a lot of his film. I, I feel like it's really easy to be overlooked on that offensive line, too, because both of those tackles are, are really, really good, and then the entire offense was highly talented, so so... One person's going to get overlooked. It should have been Stetson Bennett, <laughs> but it ended up being Van Praan to an extent. Well, man, I mean, that's Heisman Trophy candidate, Stetson Stop Bennett. National, <laughs> national champion, Stetson Bennett. I don't know what you're talking about. Alex might argue with us and say that he is a, uh, a Heisman candidate, but we we do not sit in that, in that boat. We do Nonetheless, not. though, Ryan, we've got two mm-hmm. offensive linemen that are a part of this class discussion maybe both of them are not in this class come the end of the cycle we'll discuss that before we get to it though i just want to tell you folks about today's sponsor that being bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info find all the latest sports developments including updated odds on the nba and nhl playoffs major league baseball fights and even next season's nfl futures BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So starting with Van Prawn, Ryan, discussing him, he is a, a very young prospect, which... It's odd to see with centers that are good enough to to be draftable and, and to be in a draftable range that, that Van Praan is being discussed in, but he doesn't play like a guy who is, I think you told, you said yesterday he's he's 20. He's, he's, yeah. he's very, very young. Mm-hmm. He does have some flashes of that, that awareness, that intelligence that we talked about on yesterday's show. But overall, I think uh, you you get that understanding of, of why he's come so far along with the level of experience that he has around him on that Georgia offensive line. 
You you want to feel old for a second, Joe? You want to feel old? No, I don't. O- October twenty third, two thousand and one <laughs> is when this young man was born. Two thousand and one, man. Crazy thing is, it's only a three year difference. <laughs> uh, right. Well, yeah, I know. Oh, well, you're you're young. I forgot. Yeah. I was born. In, I was born in ninety one. So yeah, you're cool. you're the, you're the old man on the show. I I think I would have been a senior when he was a freshman. Oh yeah, it's not that bad then. It's not that bad at all. Maybe. No, maybe he came in the class right after. I don't I the COVID eligibility eligibility thing has completely messed up my my understanding of time, especially with yep. these prospects. By the way, shout out to Minnesota for actually having a separate section on a player's profile that indicates the amount of available eligibility they have. Shout out to them because it's the only one that I've seen. Some schools are starting to do that, and um, some schools are actually just labeling guys super seniors instead. That's which so helps. lazy. <laughs> Why is that so lazy? And at least, at least you're like distinguishing these guys because, like, you could be a yeah. fifth year senior and still have that sixth year. You know what I mean? Like, it's. It, uh, I'd rather they do what what Minnesota did. But getting back to to Van Prawn, what did you like about him as a prospect? I, I want to. I always come out with my take first, and I want to get yep. yours first before I I likely disagree. Well, similarly to the two guys we talked yesterday in Jared Patterson and Ricky Stromberg, this is a tall, a little bit of a taller center. He's listed at six foot four, three hundred ten pounds, and I mean he has some good weight on him, man. Like this kid, I think could be three twenty five pretty easily, and still have the athleticism that he has. For me, Cedric Van Praan may have the highest upside of any center we've watched so far this week. I think that he has some legitimate tools, man. Like, like. I think he moves well. I think he has some easy power to his game. The thing for him, though, is that he's only a one-year starter, right? Like you talked mm-hmm. about the experience factor a little bit. I think everything's a little raw. Like like the the consistency that he plays with on a snap-to-snap basis, the aiming points, the just the nuances of hand usage. Like there's some things that I think are just very yell- uh, green. I almost said yellow. Yellow would not be the thing. <laughs> or a little green to him. But I think I know. I, I don't know. What Making up scouting about. terms out here. I'm I, I just na- not even scouting terms. Just being stupid there for a second. But he, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that everything is a work in progress from a technical perspective right now from Cedric Van Praan. But I think that the tools are bananas, man. Like this kid could be this kid. I, I don't want to make this huge comp, but he reminds me a lot of Marquise Pouncey. Like there's a lot of similarities, I think, there. I, I think you're higher on him than I am. I definitely like Stromberg and his upside better than I like Van Prons. And he's he's further along. He's he's played I, longer. I, I think I think that Stromberg is a better player. And I also mm-hmm. like Stromberg's upside still for what he could be. But I think if both players equally hit their ceilings that I think Van Prawn maybe is a better player. But I, I mean Ricky Rick, not to burst the bubble on this week, but Ricky Stromberg's my top center in this class. He is. I, it shouldn't be a surprise, but yeah, you talked about him. What games did you watch of of Van Prawn? Because I watched. I think I set myself up for for failure watching him play against Michigan, and then him play against Alabama. I saw that we had tape for those. I'm like, you know, what, let's watch. Let's watch two of the better. I definitely watched. Lines. I definitely watched Michigan. Let me pull up my notes real quick. Well, let me ask you, Joe. What, what's the hesitation on him for for your side? Um, it's it's less of a hesitation. I, I I understand the upside. I don't mm-hmm. think I saw as much of the athleticism that you highlighted. I think it's there. Mm-hmm. The one thing 
I definitely am a hair hung up on is the, is the technical skills. I yep. do agree that his angles, his, um, his, his, his firing points that, uh, of contact that he's going for, very inconsistent. His hand mm-hmm. placement, very inconsistent. I, I, there were a lot of times in those games where I felt he was out of position and that resulted him in losing reps. Uh, I also, you mentioned the power. I don't think I saw it as much, and I, I think my rationalization of that lack of power is not that he doesn't have it, but mm-hmm. I don't think he uses it effectively and knows how to use it effectively yet because there were reps that you're talking about where I remember against Alabama, he kind of like hip tapped Christian Harris and he sent him like straight into the ground. Like it was like mm-hmm. a quick little punch right into his hip and he put him right in the dirt. Like that to me is, is power. That's, that's raw yeah. power to be able to do that. But then there's these other reps where I'm watching him and he, it, it feels like, you know, he's, he's kind of playing patty cake a little bit. Like he's just trying to shove guys instead of latching on and driving, which is something that's going to come with time. But like, I'm always afraid to fully, he's much further along and I like him better than I like Zion Nelson, but it's why I wasn't that into Zion Nelson as a prospect because the, the upside projection is, is obviously important Mm -hmm. to, to, to value in these situations, but I'm always just a little hesitant to, to bank on that stuff with, without getting to see it actually come to fruition. So, quick note, I also watched Michigan, I watched Alabama, and I watched Clemson, but I can't remember if he started the game or not. I just watched it just in general from a watching perspective, but I'll go back to my notes on the Clemson game at some point. I'll say this, he's a lot more stylistic. When I say that he has tools, he's a lot more stylistically comparable for me to a Stromberg than a Patterson. I think Patterson's more finesse Mm -hmm. compared to those guys, and he's more predicated on creating thing, creating movement with angles to his mm-hmm. game. I think that Stromberg and Van Proner both, they create power, right? Like they are explosive athletes is how I would describe them. I, I wouldn't say that I would say Cedric Van Praan is like wide zone made to, you know, dominate type of player. But I think that he has a, a profile with his size and his athleticism combination where he could play in a, gap power scheme. He can play inside, outside zone. He can do a little bit of everything. So I think that it is projection, Joe. I know you mentioned in the beginning of the show a little teaser that like maybe they'll both be in the 2023 class, but I could I could see this kid being a four-year player and being a 2024 kid. I, I think that he has a lot of room to grow. My point, though, is that I think that the upside is quite good on the next level if he hits it. I don't disagree on the upside. I think I just would like to see a little bit more from him before I'm willing to to really buy in. That's fair. That's fair. The other guy, though, John Michael Schmitz, I is definitely further along, much much further along. Oh, for I think sure, he's, he's definitely <laughs> at or has hit his ceiling because he's been there for so freaking long. He's a 24 year old prospect. He's gonna he's gonna be 24 during his rookie year, man. This is a this is a seasoned vet in the uh, Minnesota program, John. Michael Jingleheimer Schmitz, if you will. Is Jingleheimer actually a part of his name or are you messing no. with me? No. Have you ever heard the, the it's like a nursery rhyme like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz? You know what I'm talking about? Never in my His name his name was my name too. I don't know what they did when you were growing up back in the nineteen twenties, but uh the nineties were a great time, man. Great time in the nineties. I'm glad know. I missed the nineties. Um, I'll s- I'll send the clip to you afterwards so you can listen to it. It's a great nursery rhyme. Ryan, I think for what a team might be looking for, if they're looking for a more complete center, and 
maybe you're not as willing to to buy into the upside. I think John Michael Schmitz is is an intriguing name to to consider. He's he's certainly very much further along. I really saw the power though, man. He knows how to use his power. Really? Yeah. I mean, because like I, I I mean I thought the power was good. Did you not think he was a good athlete? I think he's a really good athlete. No, no? I thought I thought I thought that oh, he, okay. was, he was a pretty okay. good athlete. I didn't say that I didn't think he was a good athlete, but like the yeah. power thing, I, I think that the power there were a, a number of plays against Purdue and, and Wisconsin mm-hmm. that I was watching where I thought that it really flashed. I, I don't think right. he has great leg drive. Like he's I don't think like he has a, I don't think he has great length either. So yeah, he's kind of got a you know some slow moving feet when it comes to actually driving, but that upper mm-hmm. body strength makes up for it to an right. extent because he there are some plays where you know he's really just shouldering people, he's popping people. I think that, that he has a little bit more juice than than a guy who we were just talking about with Van Praan. I don't think uses it as effectively. But I, I think Van Schmitz for a team that wants to draft a center early day three and and plug mm-hmm. him in, and he might start at like a very average level, you know, yep. to to below average level. I think he certainly has that. Yeah, I was just looking on our database, Joe, and he has 32 and an eighth inch arm. So it's a little not bit bad of a, for a center. Not it's not it's not great. awful. No, it's it's actually longer than Jared Patterson, which is still pretty wild to me. But what he, is Van um, Braun? We don't have we don't have officials because he's it. a uh, he's a third year junior. So he didn't get measured. OK, so but we have the measurement, obviously, on John Michael Schmitz. I, one of the first plays I saw Joe, because I agree the power is there for sure. Because Minnesota asked them to do a lot of power scheme in their system. Mm. But then also, I felt like they really increased the amount of outside and inside zone that they ran this past year. So first play I saw, man, he reached like a three-tech front side. And I was like, oh, my guy can move a little Mm. bit, man. He's got a little giddy up to him. And he's actually bigger than I thought. I think he came in and verified like right around six foot four, 320 pounds. So he's a he's a pretty densely built kid. Yeah. He's not a he's not as small as I I maybe I didn't think he was small on tape, mm. but I thought he was – I didn't think he was like the biggest guy in the world because I, I thought his movement skills were really good. But, I mean, this kid's uh, – I, I agree. Like, early day three, sure. Maybe late day two, depending. But, I mean, either way, I this kid I think is at worst going to be a really good backup player inside. But I also think that he has starter upside for a outside zone heavy team. Like, I think that this kid can play some football, man. He's a – this is, for me, the easiest known commodity in this class, right? Because it's like some of the guys, we just talked about Cedric Van Praan, where it's like ceiling here, floor, eh. John Michael Schmitz, like the ceiling and the floor are very close to one another. Like I can't see this kid just not being in the NFL in a couple of years. I just think that he is he's ready to play on the next level, in my opinion. Yeah, but uh, I, I wanted to throw in there, I literally put in my notes, uh, I try to have some type of descriptor for their, their body type, I just put big boy center. I spelled boy B O I because that's that's what B-O-I. he is. He's a big very, boy, very big boy. I also uh, refer to Van Praan as thick with two C's uh, for anybody who's He's thick, man. Who's wondering that? No, but uh, I that's where I'm at with Van Praan is that I, yeah. I I don't want to buy into him as like a uh, as a as a day two pick. I think that's that's way too much of a reach just because other guys. Other higher quality centers that have been drafted in those slots, I think, mm-hmm. have much higher upside than a guy like uh, John Michael Schmitz. But exactly what you just said, at the very least, this is somebody who is going to be a uh, a backup interior offensive lineman that I think can play guard, can play center, that you hold on your roster to do those things. I don't think his starter value is going to be at guard, 
but he very well can step in and play center for a team right off the bat. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that Van Prawn, depending on how he looks at the end of this season, I still am not 100% sure if, if I would be willing to trust him as a starter, as a rookie. Like he might be somebody that needs a little bit of time to get acclimated. Maybe you throw him out there to get acclimated, but he's like a center that you draft end of the third round and then hope that he he kind of figures it out towards the end of the season, but is going to have consistent struggles throughout the year because of those inconsistencies that we talked about with technique and placement. I talked the upside I talked the upside comparison to a Van Pron. Like maybe he's a Marquise Pouncey if he figures it fully out. But I also do think there's some Cesar Ruiz to his game that came out of Michigan that has oh. not been great for the New Orleans Saints, mm. you know, because he's kind of a he played center at Michigan. I actually thought his film was pretty good at Michigan, but he's kind of moved between center and guard and just hasn't been very good. And he's kind of like that same, are we saying thick boy center? Is is that how we want to phrase phrase um, him? Yeah, you know, thick. He's well, too, thick all the way around. I think that's the, the, the descriptor for guys like that. He's a massive man. He's a massive man. And Joe, that reminds me. We, we, make sure that you watch Steve Avila out of TCU for the recap show this week. He is a 6'4", 339-pound center. He's too big for a center. He's, <laughs> He's too way big. too big. He had a pretty decent grade from NFS, though, if I remember correctly. So you actually probably should watch him. I, I'll, okay. I haven't watched him fully yet, so I'm going to. But I, you were just talking about really thick boy centers, and 6'4", 339 is pretty outrageous. So... Um, but yes, going back to Van Braun, Van Braun, I think <laughs> the, the the comparisons that I'm making are to say that I think that the ceiling and the floor are pretty spread out, right? Like there is definitely some worry over what is a reasonable expectation for him. I agree that I, I don't think that he should be pressed into starting super early in his career. I think that he should probably be eased along if he declares for 2023, I mean, it, it could be a completely different animal if he stays for another year and then he could be a completely different guy. But for 2023 sake, if there aren't massive improvements, then I agree with you. John Michael Schmitz is just for me, Joe. Like I, I think that I'm going to grade him lower. I think we're going to grade him lower than what his NFL Weird. career is going to be. Yeah. Wow. Because like, I think we're both going to be relatively in the same ballpark, like yeah. early day three, t- like a, a probably around four grade, right? Like somewhere in that ballpark yes. with like, you know, good backup, maybe spot starter upside or, you know, part-time starter upside, however you want to phrase it. But he reminds me of a player that's just going to start in the NFL for like so long and not ever be great necessarily, but always just be a good player. You know, like that's, what I see for John Michael Schmitz, I just think he's a good football player. I, I don't know why, but I always mix up this one player with other guys. Corey Lindsley, the is that that's his first name, right? The, the yeah, Chargers from Ohio Center. State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel day. like that's like not a, a, a player comp, but like a right. circumstantial comp of like he's just always been around and he's yes. been a starter on the Packers and he was good enough to be offered a good contract with the Chargers. Like that's that's somebody like I think I totally agree with that. I think I think uh, Michael some, Schmitz has that in him. Th- there's guys that just fit that profile, man. Like even think about like Ryan Jensen that plays for the for the Buccaneers, man. Like he's never actually been a great player. He's just been a good player for a long time. He he's plays with there. an attitude. He's, he hasn't been bad enough to to get get kicked out. Basically, yeah, exactly. He's been good. He's been better than what's been behind him, right? Like and that's just that's what I see with John Michael Schmitz. Like I would not be surprised if he's like a Wow, eight years starting center in the NFL. Not you know, not a ton of Pro Bowls to his credit, or maybe not even a Pro Bowl to his credit, but just not replaceable. You know, like just a good, 
good football player. That's what I see with him. So it, I, I gave my round projection for Van Praan. I, I, I said, no, I, I wouldn't take him any higher than than the third round, like late third round. Yeah. Where would you where would you take a guy like Van Praan? We're the same spot. I would take him late day two as a developmental player inside. Yeah, because okay. I, I also think that he gives you I think that Van Praan could be a guard at the next level too. Like I think it's mm-hmm. possible, but I also I, I think he's most likely a center. Like I'm not saying that he will be a guard. I'm saying that he has some backup potential to playing guard as well. And that for me is in that third or later round great around uh, projection, you want those guys that can play multiple positions inside at worst. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think he has that type of um, stay, stay ability, I guess if, if we want to phrase it that way, but ultimately I think that he is a guy that needs to be eased along slowly. So late, late day two developmental guy for me. And then I think John Michael Schmitz is, more of a low low ceiling type of guy comparative to him, but I think that you know you get that guy in the early day three, and maybe he surprises you a little bit. I think the the word that you could have just used is stability instead of stability, but you know, sure, what's stability, man? I like stability. Making up uh, draft jargon. I usually uh, I usually say sticking point, but I'm gonna go with stability. Okay, well, we, again, we're making up draft words today. It's fine, <laughs> yeah. folks. That's gonna be it from us. Thanks for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. If it's on YouTube or any listening platform, uh, follow us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, at NFL Prospects Pod. Put your stupid book away. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.